Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Uh, we are back with Up In Your Business. Uh, this is a great episode. I was very excited for this one. Uh, this one was with Morgan Snyder of Buttonwoods Brewery. Um, Morgan is the founder and, and uh, head brewer there. Um, we met Morgan through another friend, Morgan. Uh, Whisk me away, you know her as. She bakes uh, some very sweet treats. Um, so anyway, we met at uh, our holiday party and um, thought he would be an incredible guest for the podcast. And he uh, lived up to that for Did sure. Did not disappoint. Did and, not disappoint. Yeah, and the beer is good. And he brought us beer. Yeah. Big uh, big ups to Morgan. Got to go check out Buttonwoods. Um, so yeah, so this is a, a good episode. We'll share some more after we share some news here. Mm-hmm. Um I'm going to go first. So you this, do you. this article is actually very fitting for today's episode. All right. The title is Hangovers, Why You Get Them and How to Fight Them Off. Well, uh, we, we actually answered that at the end of the podcast. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, were, uh, we were actually talking about hangovers, and um, it's going to fit perfectly with today's topic as uh, Morgan owns a brewery full of beer. Uh, so if you drink too much beer, you get a hangover anyway. Uh, so this article kind of talks about like why you get them and how to fight them off. It's a very long article, um, but I'm just going to share a little bit here. So, uh, it starts off by saying debaucherous evening last night. You're probably dealing with visalgia, more commonly known as a hangover. I'm just going to call it a hangover. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this unpleasant phenomenon has been dogging humanity since our ancestors first happened upon fermentation. Very true. Those nasty vertigo-inducing, cold sweat-promoting, and vomit-producing <laughs> sensations after a raucous night out are all part of your body's attempt to protect itself from injury after you overindulge in alcoholic beverages. Sounds like me every 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Pro tip, folks. Do not overindulge in alcoholic beverages. Uh, so what, is your, what are you doing? What is your body doing? Your liver is working to break down the alcohol you consume so your kidneys can clear it out ASAP. Uh, but anyway, your body is... Uh, Basically, uh, gonna make you lay low with a hangover is what this article says. So it goes into over, uh, goes into all bad? of the uh, Siri. Shut up Sorry, over there, Siri. We don't need you. Oh, my bad. <laughs> um, so basically, it goes on to talk about all the science behind it. Um, but it basically says like people have been trying to figure out cures for this. Like, like it said, like since people have started like drinking and since fermentation really became a thing. Imagine the first hangover, what that person must have thought. What is this? Because like, I think I'm dying sometimes. So yeah, like imagine. like imagine how that person felt. They're like, oh my God, what is going on right now? Uh, so, you know, now it's normal. You're like, ah, I'm going to have a hangover tomorrow. Right. You just know it. Um, but people have been trying to figure out cures forever. Rumors that this is going to help, this will do this, take that, take that have supplement. Have you seen the, uh, the IVs that people get? Oh, yeah, Do yeah. you think that's bullshit? Or do you, um, we could ask Monica. Monica's a Yeah, nurse. actually, she I should. Know. She'll know. Um, yeah, I've seen that. Where did I see it more recently? I saw it on like some show. Where, like, Vegas has them. Have them they uh, come yeah. to your room for yeah. you. Yeah. Do it for you. You pay like 50 bucks or something, right? Yeah. Might be more. But yeah, you just get the bag and you're all good to go. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's all going to be a hoax. Um so anyway, it talks about all the effects of stuff, but at the end of the article, it just goes, this is the funniest line, uh, your best bet for a smooth recovery is probably some combination of non-steroid anti-inflammatory drug like ibuprofen, Netflix, and a little downtime. <laughs> all right, folks, there's your cure. Just take a little Advil, watch some Netflix, and chill. <laughs> That's the cure to hangovers for 2020. <laughs> uh, go for oh, it. man. What do you got? We should have told Morgan to invent the hangover-free beer. Yeah. Don't put any alcohol in it. <laughs> um, so I got one. 
Uh, a reporter in Spain was uh, doing a live TV segment. Okay. Um, because I guess they had a huge uh, lottery like jackpot there. Okay. And on live TV, she found out that she was one of the winners. So she started like freaking out. Oh my god! Jumping around, dancing with all the people. It's I saw the clip, but it's in uh, I think it's in Spanish, obviously, because they're in Spain. But yeah, um, she's going nuts and That's she's screaming. Funny. Yeah, and uh, translated, uh, it says she said in her last the last thing she said before walking off the screen was, "I'm not coming into work tomorrow." Then <laughs> she leaves and realized that her ticket was not the one of the four hundred and thirty six thousand dollar ones, but she only won five grand. So she oh did it like she God. celebrated and was like, all right, uh I'm out. And she then, like quit. Yeah. At the end of this article Idiota. the end of the article is like uh her ticket was not one of the four hundred and thirty six thousand dollar grand prize winners, but rather worth five thousand five hundred and forty five dollars. Oh not quite enough God. to quit her job. <laughs> what? Dude. Imagine how embarrassing that is. That's so embarrassing. Like, how do you not like check that before making that like outrageous of a statement? Yeah. Like, fuck this, I quit. <laughs> I'm just kidding, TV. I won five grand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'll get me paid until about next month. Yeah, that'll pay my mortgage and I'm good. Yeah. Oh my god. Idiota. Is that idiot in Spanish? Yeah. Look at you. Watch. Bilingual. What is idiot in Spanish? The idiota. De idiota? De idiota. De idiota. So I was right. All right. I'll take your word for it. All right. There you go, folks. Hangovers and idiots. Uh, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> I like that. That's uh, I, I, comical. I guess you don't know it until you're in the, mo- in the moment. But, so did, uh, she lo- did, like, did they, I wonder if she tried to get her job back. Doesn't, doesn't it say. say nah. Doesn't say. No, the article ends. But like, We'll follow up on the next episode about that. <laughs> even if I wanted, I feel like I wouldn't. I'd be so embarrassed. Be like, I'm just going to find a new job. <laughs> screw you. Screw you. Like, to everybody that <laughs> alive on air. It's like, wait yeah. until you go off here. Yeah. Just kidding, actually. I need my job. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, all right, folks. Get ready. Uh, I don't know if this episode was like super long, but uh, but it was a good one. Yeah, it's about, I would say about like an hour, hour and 15. Yeah. It's a little longer. But, a little longer um, than usual, but we, it was a good one. We dug deep. It was a lot of uh, hit, like lessons and uh yeah i had all these questions and then like just stuff was like coming up that i was like oh my god i didn't know that and then i was like so fascinated so i had like more questions so it was a good one um but a lot of good talk about managing employees uh starting a business how to get your name out there um how to really get into your community of an industry and um and obviously a lot of talk about beer yeah Uh, and the coolest part too is that he still has the same passion i think for uh, yeah. still brewing and still doing all that like it's like you said yeah he's still got like his hands in the dirt like right. he's he's right. not like you know a big pretentious ceo he, he even said like when he's like oh i feel like if i did this i'd be too pretentious like he's still so humble um really yeah. cool guy so a uh, lot of fun talking with him and learning more about the business um so if anybody here is interested in beer or even if you're not you're gonna get some value out of this um and if you live near the brewery or live in rhode island definitely go check him out um, I know I'm going to stop there this week before I head to Florida. That'd be fun. Yeah, the brewery is cr- uh, Cranston. Yeah, yep, right in Cranston. Cranston. Um, so, yeah, so sit back and relax or enjoy your drive or your workout. and uh, Or go crack a beer. Or and, go uh, crack a beer listen and listen. Um, and uh, let us know what you think, guys. Hit us up on Instagram, at UpInYourBizPod. Um, check out the page there. See some of our previous episodes. Um, and, uh, you know, tag us in your Instagram if you're watching or listening. And, 
uh, let us know what you think. We'd love to hear some feedback. So enjoy. All righty, folks. Happy holidays. New Year's coming up. I don't know what day you're going to hear this, but uh, we're back with a new episode here with Morgan Snyder, head brewer, founder, owner of Buttonwoods Brewery in Cranston. Uh, hopefully you've heard of him. If not, you can check him out. Uh, we're back with a new episode and uh, we're excited. Morgan, thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, so we actually met Morgan recently um, through his girlfriend, Morgan, who was on our podcast like a couple couple episodes she ago. She was one of the first One of the ones. first. She, yeah. was like, she was like number three or four or something. Um, whisk me away, uh, as you probably know her. Make some delicious treats. Uh, so that's how we got introduced and here we are. Uh, so Morgan, we're going to get started with 20 questions. Except we like this Morgan better because he brought treats yeah. for us. So. Well, we, were t- we were talking about it this morning. He it's did. like, oh, I'm going to bring beer. And they're like, shoot, I didn't bring any treats. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to like you better. <laughs> Morgan, he won up to you. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, are you ready for 20 questions? Bring it. All right. Favorite color? Orange. Favorite snack? I'm not a snack person, actually, weirdly enough. All right. It's, uh, sam- I would say sandwiches then. All right. There you go. Love sandwiches. <laughs> iPhone or Android? iPhone. Left or right? Right. Pick a number, one to ten. Three. Favorite number? Three. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Favorite drink? For you, favorite beer? Pilsner. All right. Uh, Iced coffee or hot coffee? Hot. Steak or chicken? Steak. Oreo or Chips Ahoy? Oreo. Favorite vegetable? Uh, Probably broccoli. Good one. Prefer, do you prefer to work from home or in an office? Office. Okay. Uh, Your biggest inspiration or role model? Oh, that's, that's a... Good one. Um, you know, the obvious answer is definitely my dad. Uh, he definitely motivates me the most. But yeah. and then as far as like personal wise uh, and industry wise, I'd say Sean Hill from Hills Farmstead. OK. Uh, last time you ran a mile or close? I don't think I've ever run a mile. Coolest, <laughs> coolest place you've ever traveled? Uh, Munich. Oh, Germany. Yep. Shoot. That's cool. First job ever. Uh, lifeguard. Okay. Favorite day of the week? Uh, Friday. Cool. Obvious. Ding, ding, ding. You were good. Those were, he was quick, Mike. Yeah, that was quick. I like You were that. rapid fire. Yeah. Oh, I was, it wasn't supposed to be rapid fire? Well, a lot of people, like, that's how we, like, put it on. It's like, right, this yeah. is rapid fire, but a lot of people are, like, pretty slow. Right. I mean, it's, no offense to anybody. It's either. one of my strong suits. You put a decision in front of me, I'm like, all right, I know the answer. I have no, yeah. no time to hesitate. Yeah, you were quick. <laughs> were you in Germany for, like, beer fest? Or no, it was just, just a couple <laughs> days. The architecture was just really beautiful, and obviously we went to Beer Hall, and, and yeah. it was just, it was such a fun experience just to hang out there. I've, I've been wanting to go back for, for forever. It's, it was yeah. only a few days in there, and I thought it was pretty awesome. It was fun to walk around, and like I said, there's there's a lot of beer. Yeah, you should do a work trip. Yeah, right. I'm, uh, write it off. <laughs> hopefully, maybe. When, um, did, when did you go? Oh God, uh, was it before you started? The probably is about. Let me do some quick mental math. Two thousand nine. Oh, okay. So yeah, a long time ago. So it was a long time ago. Yeah. But it was definitely like right as I was really getting into beer. Yeah. Um, so it was it was kind of a fun experience to see how the the beer mecca of the world yeah. kind of does it. Yeah, I've always like. I've always wanted to get to Europe. I've never been. I want to go there. What are you waiting for? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, my, my sisters say the same thing. They travel at least like two, two to three times a year, and I haven't gone on a real vacation in since 2009. <laughs> so, um, I, no, I did go to Ireland uh, a couple years ago. That's a cool one. Um, but I, I'm trying to get back yeah. out to Europe, maybe 
Belgium or Germany in the next year or two. It's hard when you have a business, right? Yeah. Yeah. Life and two busy. dogs. And two dogs. Yeah. You <laughs> They're like children that. that never grow yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody says that. They're like, if you want to like get used to having a kid, get a dog. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same thing. <laughs> and people are always like, make that joke. They're like, yeah, but with a dog, if they're bad, you can put them in a crate. <laughs> can't do that with kids. Yeah, but then they just bark and whine, and That's they're true. way more noisy than children will ever be. That's true. Um, all right, so let's get into these questions here. Um, so, Morgan, tell us where you grew up and um, like what were some of your maybe cliche dream jobs as a kid, like astronaut or police officer or something? Um, so I grew up in uh, Fairfax County, uh, Virginia, uh, okay. a little town called Clifton. Uh, Fairfax County is one of the uh, more densely populated counties in Virginia. It's about uh, just out, it's the county just outside of D.C., oh, okay. obviously on the Virginia side. Yeah. Um, so I grew up there. Um, nice little place. Um, great place to raise children, not a great place to be a child. It's kind of, it was a town that grew up in the 80s, so it was very uninspired and lacking culture. Uh, um, but it was safe. So okay. like you couldn't get, you could only get into so much trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so, um, as a child, I think the biggest thing I wanted to do was be an advertiser. Oh, okay. Um, I wanted to work in brand and, uh, build brands and advertising and product development. Huh. Um, that was, so my mom worked in advertising when I was a kid. So we got to hang out in the office and they always had, they had a ton of markers and papers. So we like, oh, we could, we just go in and open up the drawers of scrap paper and just color on everything. Yeah, it's like, yeah. this is what advertising is all about. I just get a color on things. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, did you ever like as a, a kid or a teenager, did you ever like think of starting your own business? Like, was that even in your, no, it was never in my periphery. Honestly, That's like funny. I just, I thought I was going to work a corporate job like my parents and, mm-hmm. and just, you know, live my life and, and, and work, work for a living instead of live for, uh, for living my, for work. Yeah. 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 Um, did your parents have like any kind of like entrepreneurial spirit in them or like, um, so, uh, my dad, my dad always worked in, worked in finance for my, uh, my entire life. Yeah. Um, and he, right around high school, he, he quit his job and did independent consulting. Okay. So that's, I guess it's kind of an entrepreneurial mm-hmm. endeavor. Yeah. Um, you know, I, it didn't really feel that way, but in high, now that I, as an adult, I look back at it, it's like, yeah, he, you know, yeah. he had, he started out on his own and he had to build up a client list. So it, it was yeah. a lot of work yeah. and actually he's also involved in, in Buttonwoods, he's the—he's actually the majority owner um, on paper. Okay. Yeah, he does all the finances, and so he—he he really just uses it to kind of, um, you know, he can—he can handle the bigger tax burden, mm-hmm. and it helps him in the long term. It's—it's it's something. It's just a finance That's decision more than anything yeah. else. So, does he do all your books and all that stuff? And uh, he doesn't do the official like tax uh, accounting because that's yeah. not his specialty. But he can. Uh, I have daily sales reports that come out with like really intense detail breaking down every single product we sell to the yeah. down to the penny um how much product we sell as far as volume um and then like projections on costs and everything so like every single decision i make is based, based on like, off of like dollars and cents yeah because i guess in your industry where you're making all these different types of um of beer like you need to know like uh all right it's going to cost x amount of dollars to make this one and x amount of dollars to make this flavor Yep. Like, you know, yeah, like, that's true. I guess I didn't think about that because, like, you know, hop, I, I'm not an expert, but like hops and barley, like that all sh- cost like things, and some beer takes more of it. I guess. Yep. Like, yep. So being able to break it down and and make more sense out of it, and kind of, you know, what what makes sense as far as sales wise. Yeah. You know, then you come down to 
what makes sense to sell the most and then what makes sense as far as like a marketing side. Like, yeah. And like, what can you mass produce for kind of the, not the cheapest, right. but like most cost effective. But also what will sell. Yeah. True. yeah. 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 I, honestly, our loggers are probably the cheapest thing we make, but because it's not quite as, as trendy as say an IPA, it sells yeah. about half as fast. Really. Wow. So it's like a science. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna. <laughs> so interesting. I was gonna ask you what's the what's your like the highest. What do people like the most? Because you hear all like IPA pilsner or all that stuff. What's it's it's usually like the double IPAs. Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, people love to get fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I think so. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, but yeah, people do tend to lean more into the higher ABV stuff. Um, but I, I have noticed a recent trend of people drinking a lot more. Uh, loggers and stuff like that yeah. which are lower abv so yeah. at this point i don't i don't know how they pick anymore <laughs> yeah. i'm like a pretty like the really the only ones i don't like are like stouts and porters like i'm a pretty open uh open book when it comes to beer like i really love like kolsch's i love pilsners um ipas are great doubles and triples scare me as we said but it's just uh, the abv i'm gonna i'm gonna try one pace I'm gonna yourself try one. also shout out thank you yeah thanks for course. bringing some beer cameras Oh, yeah. I forgot there's cameras here. Yeah, that's right. Everyone's going to watch me kind of just rotate around every five <laughs> seconds. Trust me, you're not the only one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess like, uh, or actually a question for you, like what's your favorite? Um, so as I said in the 20 questions, it's Pilsner. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, a, yeah. and a lot of it's just like, um, you know, if you, asked, if you asked me when I first got into beer, the answer was Pilsner. But if you asked me kind of in the middle of, of from when I started to where I am now, mm-hmm. I definitely would have said IPAs yeah. or Saisons or farmhouses. And I still love all of the above. But there's just something so just simple and refreshing about a Pilsner. And yeah. it's, it's, it really is one of those things as far as like the brewing world goes. It's, yeah. it's so much more technically oriented. It's not like an IPA, you, you just dry hop it a lot. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's really good. I mean, you have to pick the right hops sure. and there's a little bit more to it. Mm-hmm. But at, at the end of the day, with a, with a lager of any sort, you have nothing to hide behind. So you have to make sure your numbers are dialed in. You have to make sure flavors, right. Your temperature fermentations, right. You let it age long enough. You let the temperatures fluctuate the way that they're supposed to. So it's a little bit more, uh, more of a scientific regimented thing. Yeah. Whereas, like I said, the IPAs is like, all right, we hit the right day. Let's throw a ton of hops in it and call it. And then we'll package it and send it out. Wow. That's so interesting. Cause like, I guess like from an outsider's perspective, like, pilsners and stuff like seems like the most simple because they're well sometimes the simplest thing is the hardest yeah that's yeah. so interesting yeah i never thought of that so what a kind of random question what's the highest abv you've ever done and what do you think you could do um like what is there like a law that you can only go up so there high? are there are no laws in rhode island that prohibit uh the alcohol content um other states have it, but we don't. Uh, the highest I want to say was twelve percent. Um, That's heavy. I think. Yeah. We, did, did you bring us? I think we had one. No, of the I, I brought a ten percent. A ten. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, so that's the highest we've ever done. Um, I haven't tried to revisit that. I, th- I think that's probably the ceiling. Yeah. Um, as far as our system goes, if we got a new system, we could probably go a little higher, but. Do you start to lose taste after a while? or No, just, you know? I, I actually, the higher the ABV, the more residual sugars. So that's why people tend to be drawn more towards um, higher ABV because it's it's actually technically sweeter. Oh, okay. And huh. and the human brain just yeah, loves yeah. sweetness. 
It's just, it's like a natural instinct of like the sweeter something is, the more likely you're going to drink a lot of it, consume a lot of it. Mm. So higher ABV is, has that, that flavor there. So people are like, yeah, I like this because they don't know why, but the, the brain's like, yeah, it's sweet. So I like it. Yeah. Give me more of it. It's sustenance yeah. to help you keep going. Wow. It's all science. Yeah. I'm learning so much today. Yeah, I know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go home to Monica and be like, Monica, listen to all this stuff I learned today. Did you know? Um, so, like, where did your passion for, like, beer and brewing start? Like, what? Um, it's really kind of weird. So, I was, um, uh, towards the end of my college career, I had, I was, uh, I was in my year four of a marketing degree. Um, but I had, I had a summer internship at a, at a marketing agency okay. and while I enjoyed the work I was doing, it was just the sitting down at a desk was, was miserable. Mm. Like nine to five. I was like, I, I need every 20 so minutes like I'd around. get up, I walk around and do something. Cause I get, I just couldn't sit at a desk. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, all right, well I could go into sales. Um, so at my, uh, I was working at a restaurant and we were, uh, I was talking to one of the managers about like the wine program. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, maybe I could do like alcohol sales, and wine sales. Yeah. So I started getting into wine, um, really learning a lot more about that. And then um, I decided to try and make some wine at home. And my roommate at the time was like, well, my uncle has a beer brewing kit. Maybe he could send it to us. Oh, shoot. So I, he sent the whole kit up and it, whoop, hit a You're spring kidding. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he sent the, the whole kit up and, um, it, it came with this book by uh, Charlie Papazian, The Joy of Homebrewing. Um, so I was like, all right, I'll read this first. And literally within the first page, he says, wine is way more complicated. Uh, beer is way more complicated than wine huh. as far as like a drinking and consumption thing. And I was like, okay. So that kind of opened the rabbit hole. I started drinking a lot more different styles of beer. Uh, I, I finally, it took me probably six months to finally read and finish the book yeah. and then brew my first beer. Yeah. Um, but by the time I'd, I'd finished it, I must have, I tried every single beer I could get my hands on at the yeah. time. So I, that kind of built that. And after I finished my first batch of brewing, I was like, that was, that was the coolest thing I've ever done. Really? And immediately went out and tried to buy more ingredients to make another beer. How do you think of the, like the, uh, recipes? Like, um, like, do you just come up with them to trial and error or is it? It, that's how it used to be. Yeah. Um, you know, I get that question a lot, and I think the best the best way to to kind of explain it is like you think about a chef in a restaurant. They're yeah. you know they rarely put out anything that's bad, and a lot of the reason they don't is because they they're practiced, they've honed in their skills, they have yeah. essentially a, a cooking philosophy of how they make things. So it's they know what things are going to taste like, they know how it's going to work with everything else. And it's the same with brewing. You know, when I first started, I was like I would go on the internet and search uh amber recipe and then just take bits and pieces like that's that malt sounds really cool and that malt sounds really cool and then just build a recipe from there yeah and then that kind of honed and balanced and i i started to realize like the less complicated the recipe was the better it tasted from in my opinion um and i you can ask any brewer and they have a different take on that but i just feel yeah you know you get a lot more by doing a lot less yeah um so that kind of honed my philosophy of of keep it simple it's actually uh, it's on the can as well um it's it's somewhere underneath the government warning Uh, we we actually don't even like really reference it that much it's more of just like a a reminder for myself just like keep the recipe simple don't try and reinvent the wheel you know beer's been around for a couple thousand years so Keep it simple. And people are still drinking it. So. Yeah. <laughs> keep it simple. Keep cold. Drink fresh. Exactly. There you go. So what's yep. the uh, craziest flavor you've ever done? Craziest flavor. Um, 
actually, it's honestly one of the craziest things uh, we've done as a brewery. Uh, we did, there's two things. There's one process. I'll, I'll talk about the stylistic wise. We just brewed a beer with uh, Beer on Earth in uh, Providence. Okay. Uh, and so we were talking back and forth. It was like, we should, they wanted to do what's called a Gruet, which is an unhopped beer. Okay. Um, but we had already done one. And, and such a, since it's such a weird style, we weren't really confident to ha- that having two grits on tap would be a good idea. Yeah. Because nobody even knows what it is to begin right. with. Is that for <laughs> people who like, can't have gluten? Or is it? No, no, no. no. Um, Gruet is, is it's the same thing as a regular style beer, but uh, pre-1300s, uh, they weren't using hops. They were using these spice blends um, to create bitterness and balance everything. Uh-huh. Um, so the, the style still carried on, but uh, post-1300s, it kind of um, became more common to use hops, and eventually it was just beer was hops. Yeah. Um, so we did a grow it with yarrow, uh, flour, and spruce dips. Um, that's with a brewery in Maine. And, but the, the one with beer on earth, we did orange peel and thyme. And it's, oh, that's different. It, yeah. It, and honestly, like, um, tasting it in the fermenter, it's like, man, I, I wish we put this out for Thanksgiving because it tastes like I was my Thanksgiving I was just going to say that, like orange peel and thyme. I was like, wow, that sounds like a lot. Like it's, a, it's like pretty, a, it's pretty bold flavor and we're yeah. pretty pumped about it, but it's definitely one of the weirder, uh, flavor profiles we've kind of put together. Damn. Um, might be a little heavy-handed on the time, but it, I think yeah. it still works. That's so um, funny. But then as far as the weirdest process thing we did, uh, this is another beer we did with the Bronx Brewery, which is where I, I was brewing before I started Buttonwoods. Um, we took... So, so all the fermentation happens in a fermenter. It's a d- giant like metal uh, tank. Um, what we did was we brewed... We sent the beer into uh, one of the tanks, uh, pitched the yeast... Uh, we pitched two different yeasts, one in the, the fermenter where we knocked the beer out, and then one in a fermenter right next to it. And then we uh, closed it since uh, the fermentation process creates CO2. And so while the beer was fermenting, it pushed itself through a strainer uh, filled with uh, uh, citrus, uh, I, think it was, I think it was lemon peel. So it pushed itself through a filter with lemon peel and into the top of the next fermenter where the next yeast would then take over and ferment it. So and did you think of that? No, that I didn't come up. No. No. It was their idea. I was like, that That sounds so dumb. Let's try it. <laughs> did it work? Oh, it was great. It was uh, awesome. Okay. Um, the beer name actually ended up being uh, Half-Baked Jumbo Shrimp. All right. So... It's a hell of a name. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's when you got to feel like really risky when you go to the bar or like you go out and you're like, yeah, I'm going to try the half-baked jumbo shrimp. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, it's just a little food poisoning. It's fine. <laughs> um, but, you know, it was a joke on, on just how yeah. convoluted and crazy the idea was like, you know, we just kept going back and forth and ribbing the guy who came up with it. And he's like, why don't you just call it that? I was like, all right. Yeah. Half-baked jumbo shrimp. Deal. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um so I guess like what, when did it get to a point where you thought like, oh, I'm going to like take this passion for beer and brewing, like start a business. Like wh- when did that come around? After my first homebrew. Okay. Like right away. <laughs> it, like it was just like, yeah, it was just, it was one of those things that just, the brewing process was, was so much fun and, and it really kind of clicked for me. I was like, it wasn't necessarily that I was going to open my own brewery, um, but it was like in that moment, I was like, I'm, I'm going to work my ass off and I'm going to become a brewer. I'm going to work for yeah. someone else, you know, and maybe okay. one day I'll open my own brewery depending on how things go. So just like brewing in general, you're like, I'm going to become a brewer. Yeah. That's probably a good way to, 
I mean, a good way to start because then you can really figure out the business. Yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I kind of took that and ran with it. I, I emailed every single brewery within about a 50-mile radius. Wow. Um, and as I know now, it's, it's really hard to get a brewing job, yeah. which actually is ultimately how we ended up, how I ended up here. Yeah. Um, I was, it, it took about, I think it was about four years of applying to different brewery jobs before I was working in the beer industry at the time, Yeah, but it'd been four years. I had, I, I had a couple interviews and just never made it past the initial interview process. So I went to my dad and I was like, it's time. We just, we just need to pull the trigger and open a brewery. You know, the, the market's right. Like there's enough people yeah. who open like super small breweries. We could do it. Yeah. It'd be perfect. And, um, I was, it, it was like, can you help me find people to help invest in me? And he's yeah. like, we can open it. Like, what do you mean? We It's like you and I like, let's just open it. Let's do it. Oh shit. Yeah. Damn. Uh, yeah. So it's kind of cool. Your dad has that yeah. mind state. Like you're yeah. like, I'll support you. You just go and do it and like I mean, make it happen. You know, I, he's always supported me, but like just when he was the, it w- there was no hesitation in that. Yeah, that really yeah, just yeah. like surprised me. It, it, it was a good feeling. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but it was just like you're yeah. shocked. It was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's just do it. It was like, okay, all right. Well, this, <laughs> this is happening then. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Um, and and ironically enough, so we did. We had this discussion in July of uh, uh, 2014, and uh, uh, the day before Thanksgiving that same year, I got my first job offer as a brewer. So cool. <laughs> that's great. Naturally, I took that job to kind of make sure I knew what I was knew doing, what you were doing and, yeah. and did everything right. Where did you say that was? Uh, the Bronx Brewery. Oh, okay. Because um, you were still living. Yep. Or you were living in New York. At the I was time. living in New York at the time. I worked uh, at a distributor in Brooklyn. Okay. Um, I got that job 2012. Oh, have you been to Brooklyn Brewery? Yeah. <laughs> I like their beer a lot. They got to make some great beer. You're just so excited about I that. I know, right? Yes. Well, I don't know. I love Brooklyn and I've been to the brewery and I'm a big fan of the Brooklyn Lager. And um, I also heard a crazy story about back in like the 70s before like they had an alarm system or something. They got robbed for like 30 grand. Yeah. Oh, you know the story? Well, I, it, I think it was the 90s. Okay, um, it was 90s. Well, and because it's New York, it's always, there's always a bad neighborhood somewhere. Yeah. Because you, you've been to the brewery, right? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty bougie. Like that yeah. area, it's pretty like trendy and up and coming. Well, yeah. in the 90s, it was pretty easy to get shot. So <laughs> really? Th- this oh, is, yeah. uh, from my memory, I think I talked to one of the, the brewers or somebody there. They said like, whatever, it was like right around... Thanksgiving of whatever year it was, guy came in, robbed the lady at gunpoint, put a gun to her head and was like, give me all the money. Stole like tons of money, took off and they didn't have like an alarm system or anything. So like they could, there's nothing they could do. So like by the time they called the cops, the guy was gone by Christmas guy came back. They had an alarm system at the time. So like the guy came back, the alarm went off, the guy got caught. Oh, that's I didn't. Rem- I didn't hear the second part. I think I'm pretty sure that's what they told Never me. Never hit the same spot twice. Everyone knows that. Yeah, amateur <laughs> yeah. hour. He yeah. deserves to be caught. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, like the, that whole area, like when they first moved up there, was the reason they opened up there was it was, it was cheap. Cheap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was I was in Chicago. I went to the Lagunitas Brewery oh, up there. It's mm-hmm. a good beer. And uh, the brewery's huge and it's really nice, but it's in the south. Uh, the south side of Chicago. Yeah. Very like, dangerous. The, you know the Shameless House. You know the show Shameless. Yes. So the house that is on it was like three or four blocks away from there. And we asked our Uber driver if he could take us there. And he goes, four white people? No, not over there. Not (laughs) over there. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's like, not a good spot. He's like, I'm just going to take you to your uh, hotel. I was like, you do you, buddy. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) 
That's pretty wild. <laughs> um, all right. So let's see where they're going. But the okay. Buttonwoods Brewery, much nicer area. <laughs> <laughs> much nicer area. <laughs> I still got to make it over there. Maybe during this break, I'll go before I go back and go to Florida. Yeah. And we're open till six, right? It's only one, 140. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, we're going to Warwick today. So we're going to be in that area. We're going to work. I'm going to work. Oh. Me and Monica. When must I forget? You're going now too. <laughs> yeah, you're going. Let's go. <laughs> um, so I guess like when you first started, like what was your biggest fear when you started the business? If any, I mean, you had to have been a little. I mean, obviously, right? I was a little nervous. Um, I mean, my biggest fear is like I just people wouldn't know know about it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. You know, I, I I didn't grow up in Rhode Island, so I don't know. I when I moved here, I didn't know a lot of people. Right. Why, not to cut you off, but why did you move here? Was it fa- like family reasons or just family? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like Rhode yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, basically. So my parents actually, uh, uh, 2014, bought a house in Buttonwoods, uh, okay. the neighborhood in Warwick. Yep. Um, and like that, that was the same year when I first went up to check it out. I was like, mm. there aren't any, any breweries in this area. It will. Yeah. Two th- in 2014, there weren't a lot of things going on. Yeah. Um, so it was just like, hey, like... It's like, why not Rhode Island? Like, yeah, yeah. perfect opportunity. Um, I think there were maybe eight breweries, and we were, uh, when we opened, we were brewery number either 13 or 14. So there weren't a lot that had opened up in that interim. Yeah. You know, we're now close to 30, I believe. Okay. Um, yeah. So Sorry not to cut you off on that. No, no, maybe that's, a, that's, a, that's <laughs> yeah. an important question to be answered. So Yeah, that's interesting, because I never thought about that, like, because I forgot that you... We're in Virginia and then we're in New York, yeah. like Wild Rhode Island. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and my parents end up here because, um, like, uh, as I was talking when, when we were coming up the stairs, is my parents, uh, what before they had kids, lived in New York City, yeah, uh, and they had wanted to move back. Um, so once once my younger brother finally uh graduated college and moved out on his own, yeah, they're like, all right, it's time, we're gonna go back, to we're gonna city. move back to the city, um, yeah. but they're like, we can't, you know, I don't want to live there year round, we'd yeah. like to have somewhere. That we can kind of get away as well. Yeah. So uh, they they looked at Jer- uh, New Jersey. Wanted something near the water. Uh, Jersey's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> um, no one's surprised there. Uh, the Connecticut wasn't an option. Mm. And so while they were trying to figure it out, my dad was like, "Even hey. Connecticut's getting expensive." Yeah. Very. Expensive. Um, and it probably was also part of it. But um, you know, while while my they were trying to figure it out, my dad was like, "Well, I used to work." Uh, my, he was a sales rep, uh, for, I think it was Bear Stern at the time. Okay. And he was like, I, re- I was a sales rep in new England. Yeah. I remember going to Rhode Island and it was, it was beautiful. <laughs> Why not? Let's, let's look there. That's funny. Um, and so they, they looked as like the price, the pricing isn't yeah. terrible. Price is um, so let's, let's start looking here. They uh-huh. originally were looking at little Compton, okay. um, because the neighborhood we, I grew up in was off Compton road. So it's, yeah. my parents like things that kind of tie together. Like, sure. yeah. Like I'm named after my father. Oh, so. Okay. <laughs> and little Compton's like right on the beach, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, but that's expensive as well. Yeah. Yeah. So they moved a little further inland and, and ended up looking at, at Buttonwoods and like, this is a cute little neighborhood. So yeah. that's, that's how I ended up in Rhode Island. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, so we were on, uh, the, the fear. So like you said, nobody would know who you were. Yeah. That was your biggest right. Thing. So like I said, I, I didn't grow up in Rhode Island. I didn't know anyone in Rhode Island. Um, the only people I knew in Rhode Island were people who lived two houses down from my parents. That was it. Yeah. So it was, uh, you know, that was the, probably the most nerve wracking is like, how do I 
how do I introduce myself to people and get, yeah. get myself out there? Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I was, that's really probably the biggest fear. Um, that's I, actually perfect. Cause sorry, it leads me into my next question. Okay. It was like, when you first started the brewery, like what, what was your tactics and thoughts on like marketing yourself and getting your name out there? Like, what did you do? I mean, honestly, the, I did the, the simplest thing is I just, I, I, got myself involved in a bunch of like different beer groups and, and introduced myself and cool. it's like, and really just invited anyone and everyone into the brewery. It's like, you want to come to the brewery? Just give me 20 minute heads up. I will be there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so before we were even open, I had tons of people just coming in, checking out the brewery, yeah. trying uh, a couple of the pilot batches that I was brewing. Um, eventually we, we, I started like a little share group and, and people would come in and try some stuff. Like obviously I didn't charge for any of this stuff. Yeah. Um, so they would just come in and they would, they would bring their own, uh, bottles of beer from other breweries, be like, Oh, try this, try that, do uh. this. Um, so I got, I got to know a lot of the local, uh, beer people and, yeah. and that was, that was it. Like they, once they knew who, I, once I kind of got to know people, it kind of became a uh, part of the community, which is. You know, that's the biggest part in beer is it's really just a community. Anyone yeah. can make it. It's, yeah. it's who you, you know, associate with and, and the type of person you are and whether you're able to make friends. Yeah. You, you yeah. have like the beer, commu- beer community and we kind of have like the creative community. It's like yep. the same. You just got to get into that little market. Exactly. Yeah. You know? yep. And yeah. I, we talk about it all the time where it's all collaborative. It's yeah. not, nobody's a really competition. Like yeah. you were even saying earlier, you did collaborations with, with other, other breweries. breweries. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. I, I lost, I have lost track. Like we just even this month alone, we've done, I think four or five. Wow. So, I mean, we've gone to other places, not yeah. all of them at the brewery, but like we just, I love working with other people and, and making that, that collaborative connection and creative connection of like, all right, well, what, what can we do that's different and what are you guys doing? Yeah. And like, how do we make this, you know, something that's both totally us and, and totally different and unique. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, again, also it's, learning which is another big thing that i'm really passionate about is like you gotta you know evolve or die right it's kind of the the saying and you know the more you learn the better you get and friends are really good for learning stuff yeah (laughs) yeah so when are the uh button woods and focus forward media club coming out (laughs) you tell me (laughs) yeah right (laughs) it'll Um, it'll have a sick commercial yeah (laughs) yeah exactly perfect i love that (laughs) do a a marketing and beer meetup yeah Yeah. (laughs) um no it's actually cool because i was looking like i said i was looking through your instagram page and i was seeing like collabs that you've done and and little like pop-ups you've done at other places um, but not only that, but also having like people come to your place. So I saw like you did a thing with some Lege waffle place Yep. and you'll have like yeah the Burgundian coffee waffles. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll yeah. have like different coffee people come waffles. to your place yeah. and, and do stuff, which is also really cool. Yeah. Um, and I mean the food community is very much like involved in the, in the beverage community as well. Like, you know, especially with the pop-up side, like we, yeah. we want to help them come in because they help us bring people in and, and yeah. we can introduce different people. Um, to maybe what they're doing and, and, uh, you know, Bert Gundian's a great example. Uh, I know I've got to know Shane very well through this. Uh, Wally's dog cart is another group of people I've gotten to know very, really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paco's tacos, Joe, if you ever got I love the, that place. Yeah. If you ever get <laughs> yeah. the ch- meet, chance to meet Joe, he's, he's one of the most, uh, outspoken, but Gregorious people. Like he's really just like, he has your back. Yeah. If you're, if you're good to him, he's yeah. even better to you. Um, so he's been a great, great asset to just know and a great person to just know. Tacos so, and beer is a great, yeah. great collaboration too. <laughs> Can't go wrong. Um, let me see what we got next. I got one. If, 
go for it while you read. Um, so he's <laughs> got a novel over there. <laughs> yeah, you could be here for a while. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we talked about it a little bit earlier before we went on, but just about the designs. Can you just kind of go over like how you guys get your designs and what yeah. you do? Um, yeah, here actually. Take this because this camera is a close up on you. Hold that up yeah. so oh, you can see. Oh, it's one close of the, up on me. That's you can hold it right up to the mic. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Cool. Um, so this is our uh, scan. Um, uh, so this this kind of, I guess the easiest way is there. You go. Yeah. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> give my beer. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, a lot of what what how it really started. Um, so uh, our des graphic designer Frank Gaspar, he uh, he moonlights as Buttonwood's label designer. He works at CVS in his in his full time job. Oh shoot. Um, so we we got to know each other. He offered his services. And it was just kind of one of those like everything lined up. Um, he offered his services right at the same time that we started canning, a little bit before that. And uh, I originally just wanted something super simple, just like like monochromatic, one color, and yeah. then the font, uh, like different fonts for every can. Okay. Um, and I we talked about it, and he's like, "All right, cool." Comes back. Uh, the first label we ever did was "Hip Hop Is Dead," and he fires back a couple of like images, uh, kind of. There were like every single one of our labels is a picture of some form. Um, so we fired back this uh, design with a bunch of like thematically dead things. So we had like uh, vultures, skulls and stuff. And it was like, oh, wow. Like you took this in a whole nother direction and it yeah. was beautiful. And I was like, this is, this is awesome. So hang on, let me think like what I want as far as an image wise and we'll kind of work together and, and make these different concepts. So. Uh, we ended up, uh, the hip hop is dead is probably one of the first, is the first beer we ever canned. It's the beer we're probably best known for, but it's named after a, a NOS album. Yeah. I was just going to say that if yeah. I was going to ask Sounded you. Sounded familiar. Yeah. Yep. So I, uh, I sent, I sent him a picture of the cover of the album. It was like, you know, it'd be kind of cool to do maybe black roses or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like along that theme, less of like taking it literally and more of like a conceptual thing. Yeah. Um, and so it kind of built from there and we kind of. After a few different trial and errors, we ended up with the one we have, which is Red Red Roses. It's really beautiful. Um, super pumped on that. It's probably still one of my favorite labels. Yeah. Um, and so we built from there. Um, you know, it was designed so that we could crank out labels. Um, like I gave him, uh, I forgot forgot to give him a deadline for one of our labels the other day. I was like, hey, so we kind of need this by Monday. <laughs> fired something back within less than six hours. Oh, yeah. So he's, he, he designed a system that really makes it uh, super kind of easy to run yeah. with. Um, so we, everything's image oriented. The, uh, the loggers have a common theme running across them. They're all uh, white backgrounds with outdated technology. So okay. the first one we ever did was a tape cassette. That was the Pilsner. Okay. Um, and at, at the time, I don't think we, I had any vision to do as many different loggers as we have, but yeah. I think we're up to... We have five designed and a fourth one in the works. Um, so we've done, uh, you know, the Kolsch is a typewriter. It's actually, cool, so it. the Kolsch is a German style. And if you look pretty closely at that typewriter, it's a German typewriter. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. The so enter, it's got like umlauts on there and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. enter, the backspace is Ruck or Rook. Um, um, is the tab or fast? yeah, wow. uh, yeah. I, I, that's well, awesome. you know, all the buttons are in a different spot because it is a different language, <laughs> right? Um, but that's yeah, so, so cool. like, so we have that. Then we have the Bohemian Pilsner, which uh, because our regular Pilsner is a tape cassette, it's a cassette player. Hmm. Um, we have a, our Hellas is a uh, film camera. Oh, like um, yeah, and we're in the process of doing a, a smoke Hellas label, and it's gonna be film. 
to tie back to the Hellas. Cool. Uh, we have a Baltic Porter, which is a uh, cold fermented dark, uh, dark ale, um, dark porter. Uh, and that's going to be, what, is, what did we decide? Oh, floppy disks. Okay. Oh, yeah, I like that. That's funny. That's a real throwback. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it, it, we're, we're looking at a lot of like kind of outdated technology that may or may not come back and, and just trying to make that kind of theme run across everything. That's cool. Um, and then uh, everything else is kind of is neat. Uh, we just did one. Uh, we have one coming on Monday uh, that we're releasing next week called Future Freaks Me Out. Hmm. And uh, I kind of forget where, where I was. Oh, I was thinking like kind of like um, a steampunk vibe, like futuristic technology with outdated uh, mechanisms. He says, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, he was like, uh, it's like, I can't find anything that really makes any sense for this. So he sent me back this awesome astronaut with like the space in the background. I was like, what do you think of that? I was like, wow. All right. <laughs> Let's go with that. Instead, Sounds good. My man. idea was terrible. <laughs> um, so it is, it is a lot of like kind of, he likes to say collaborative work. I like to think that he does most of the legwork and I just <laughs> kind of voice my opinion every once in a while. Yeah, but I'm, that helps him help. I'm sorry. That helps him out majorly with oh, you yeah. putting in your input because right. that gives him something to run with. Yeah. Right. I'm not, I'm not just handing him a beer title and like, figure it out. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I know how, uh, relatively how that process works. Like you can't right. just f- create in a vacuum. You need some kind of something to work with. Um, so yeah, we work with that. We, there, uh, there have been a couple, um, as I mentioned, I'm an, uh, earlier as I, I'm an amateur photographer yeah. emphasis on amateur. So I'll take, I, I'll have some ideas of my own and I'll, uh, I'll put together the photo and send those off to him and then he makes cool. them look a lot better. Yeah. So. so with that first beer, the hip hop is dead. Did you consciously do that as like to pay like respect to New York and like where you came from and stuff? Uh, no, honestly, I just thought it'd be a really funny name for beer because <laughs> okay. it was a double IPA and it had a lot of hops. Um, you know, and then there's always this like undercurrent in the beer industry where everyone's talking about how the IPA is kind of a trend. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of. It was like a little like, eh, is it like kind yeah, of more right. kind of joking about it? It's like oh, hip hop okay. is dead. Like, I like interesting. That. So, That's funny. Um, and also, I'm a big '90s hip hop fan, so I have okay. uh, I have a couple different like s- stuff. Uh, we did one of the first beers we did was Bring the Ruckus, and we've done. Then we did Hip Hop is Dead. We have Gibby the Loot. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, what else? We got a couple other other ones that have been scattered in there. Yeah. Um, but so it just it was originally just like a thematic idea that I thought would be fun to run across things. I haven't yeah. done it as much as I as I used to. Um, but mm. you know, we're we're still there's still time. There's still a yeah. ton of ideas. That's I literally cool. have a list in my phone of just beer names. Really. Um, and cool. half the time I don't even pull from that list. I just write it down. Just in case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, and you just celebrated two years recently? Yep. Uh, December 9th is our official anniversary, and we celebrated, what was that, the 7th? I think that Saturday. Congrats. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. We just celebrated. Well, we're celebrating two years currently, sort of. Yeah. December, January, November. Around there. Sometime around now. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. exactly. (laughs) It all blended together. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, So going back to, you know, when you were talking about you first started and you invited all these uh, people over and like testing and sampling and, and stuff. Um, did you get to like meet a lot of other like brewery owners too? Um, I, I definitely met a lot of the Rhode Island brewery owners. Yeah. Um, some were, were a little bit more open and receptive than others. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of it, there's a little bit of skepticism because everyone comes up and it's like, Oh, I'm going to open a brewery one day. And yeah. it's like, 
okay, well, show me. Yeah, Come yeah, to me yeah. when you have something to show for it. I get it, right. Um, so I, I kind of understand that, that yeah. sentiment. Gotcha. Um, I try not to be the same way as some of the people uh, who did that to me, but you right. know, none of them were malicious. Anyway. Right, right, right. Um, so, but uh, ultimately, uh, you know, that kind of ended up how I, I, I got to know uh, Armando over at Long Live. Okay. Um, we became good friends. Um, he's going to be place. mad at me for saying that on the air because he <laughs> pretends he doesn't have friends. <laughs> um, That's funny. I'd say we're pretty close friends. That's cool. uh, I got to know Matt at Tilted Barn. Okay. Um, Shane, who used to work at Proclamation, now, who now works for me. Uh, that's how I met him cool. through that industry. Um, and I got to know some of the brewers down at Graysale. Okay. Um, and I met, uh, I met Dorian a couple times at Ravenous, who's pretty open. So like, they, like we talked about, is the yeah, community's community is pretty open and very yeah. receptive. Um, but you know, cool. it's, a lot of them have just be, be from conversations and getting to know them before we opened up. Uh, we've become friends because of it. That's so. cool. Yeah. Um, and then I guess like going back to marketing, like what else did you do after starting? Um, like what kind of marketing tactics did you do that really worked well or, or that you saw worked well? Yeah. Cause it's, you got to stand out as a brewery. Right. Yeah. Um, honestly, I, th- I think, uh, you know, when, when I first opened up, I figured I just kind of leaned into the product being the most important part. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I don't, I don't think I really, had as tight of an approach as I should have, especially considering I, I had a marketing degree. Like these, were you used to draw on paper. You had a, a, a advertising. That was your yeah. thing. <laughs> well, I, 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 I did actually graduate college. With oh yeah, you said degree. that. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so it was just kind of funny. Of like, I went, I opened up the brewery, and and I had, you know, I, I became such a, a product fixated uh, branding, which that isn't I, a bad thing. No, it's not. But it's I just important to focus on the. Product. You know, I think that was probably one of my biggest downfalls as far as opening up is like that I, you know, I didn't have a direction as far as branding went, you know, I knew that we were going to focus on certain styles and ideas. Um, but it really kind of took a little bit for the brand to really, the brand actually organically grew into its own rather than me kind of setting it into a box, um, which that's kind of now like is works, but it it kind of would have been probably a little bit more beneficial to kind of have something a little bit more polished um, but someone did say that the, the, the nice part about my brand is, is it's kind of, it's, uh, organized chaos. Like okay. it's not, it's not quite like perfectly polished. You kind of see like the ripped edges along it and you kind of, hmm. you don't feel like it's this super polished, super yeah. clean, uh, highly developed marketing plan. Like it's, it feels which, like you can attack, uh, like associate with it a little Right. Bit. Which I was going to say, like probably helps make it feel less like, um, forced on people right like yeah i mean there's something to be said for organically growing it right oh, like, yeah. that's huge without any like marketing behind it or anything yeah. like that and that was that was definitely like you know I, I a lot of i wanted to really put a lot of my personality into the brand and and kind of let the beer speak for itself but also kind of talk have like the the captions always kind of reflect uh how i talk how i think and mm-hmm. and make a couple couple dad jokes here and there. <laughs> so, and I, I think that really kind of disarms people and allows them to, to see and associate and, and recognize what we do. But right. you know, it would have been, it would have been nice to come in with a little bit better of an idea of where we were going with it. <laughs> That's all right. You're doing well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it works somehow. <laughs> um, I have a good question. What, what would you say is your favorite thing about your job or your favorite thing that you do? And then maybe you're not so favorite. Um, I would definitely say, um, you know, I, I, I'm usually there at the brewery. So that's kind of, 
one of the funner parts is like you get to you get to sit down and and talk with the customer and connect with the customer and you really yeah. kind of get to know the people like i mean i i can tell you so much about about 50 different people who just come to the brewery all the time you know it's funny sorry yeah. i have to interrupt but yeah. i was looking at your page and i saw that i saw like um there was a picture of somebody's engagement ring oh yeah on the instagram page <laughs> and i was like wait who, what is this so i like looked at it and it was like oh this is what i love about like brewing like i get to meet people like this is one of our regular customers just got engaged like that's well, I, so I was, cool i wasn't that sure which awesome. one because we've had two, oh, okay. two engagements <laughs> so i was like all right so that's that's tommy and jill yeah. um and they are uh they run the 401 craft couple instagram page and oh they, cool they've been coming in since since we started that's so um, cool super uh, awesome people um i'm actually officiating their wedding no uh, way yeah. <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> I, that's what i said when they asked me i was like what <laughs> have you done it before uh no i've never no, done it first um, time. but as of uh, as of last month i'm officially a reverend Woo. Hey. Uh, i got my card in the in the mail it says reverend morgan reverend Snyder. morgan <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> um, do we have to call you that now I, Re- I've been going Reverend. back and forth about it. <laughs> like, I, f- I feel like it'd be funny, but I think it'd also be obnoxious. <laughs> like, after a certain point, like, two or three times, we're like, yeah, that's great. And then the fourth time, like, no. Uh, too, <laughs> too many <laughs> syllables. I feel too pretentious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's Reverend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Um, yeah, I'll put then, that in the title of the podcast. Yeah. Reverend, Reverend Morgan. Morgan Snyder, yeah. <laughs> that's a good title. Uh, then the, uh, then we had, uh, my best friend from kindergarten actually got engaged at the brewery as well. Wow. Yeah. That's um, cool. yeah, it was fun. I actually, I changed the menu so that every single beer title was, will you marry me? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so it was like, I was like, well, it was, he wanted to do, uh, we talked about maybe doing one beer on the menu and I was like, if I do one, she's never going to find it. It's a, it's True. a long enough list. So True. just every, it just like, will you marry? It's like Lorem Epsilon That's is so like funny. the whole thing. <laughs> That's so cool. Did she get it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> if she didn't. All She's these like, beers, yeah. they're yeah. named the same. Yeah. That's <laughs> such a weird brewery. This isn't for me. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Well, congrats to them. Yeah. 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 So that was pretty cool. But yeah. yeah, I mean, it's the that whole thing is, you know. Um, connecting with people. Connecting with people, having conversations, getting to know them, being part of their lives. That's cool. Um, you know, it's it's a lot of fun. You know, there are definitely days where I'm I'm... I'm more on it than others. Like I'm, I, you know, it's, a, sure. I work seven days You're a week. You're human. Yeah. 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 So, but I have, for the most part, it's, it's probably the best part of, of the job. Cool. Um, outside of actually brewing beer, which is why I got into it. Like, yeah. There's just, there's something about the actual brewing process that, you know, I could be having the worst day. Like everything, everything could be crumbling around, yeah. around me and I start brewing beer. It's like, doesn't matter. Worry yeah. about it when I'm done. Yeah. That's cool. So that's cool. And then your least favorite, or uh, or less favorite. My le- I, we'll go with less favorite. I don't I don't think I really you know the perks of of the job is there aren't really a lot of major negatives. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think my biggest my biggest complaint is the fact that I I do work seven days a week. Um, some of it's self imposed, but for the most yeah. part, it's it's really hard to get out out of the brewery and 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 kind of get away from it. Um, yeah. So uh, you know I, I wouldn't mind a like taking just a week off and relaxing and not, yeah. not doing any of that. Yeah. But I, I know as soon as I take that first day off, I'm going to be miserable and I'm going to want to go back to work. <laughs> it's so funny, right? Cause you say like, that's your complaint, but then at the same time, like you'll take a day off, you'll go crazy. Yeah. 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 Like Cause I, your just mind will be running 24 seven. You're like, like I, tr- I try to take Friday mornings off yeah. and I would just lay in bed and I was like, I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's funny. I found that even like over this like break, like I'm trying to like not do anything. And like, I think it was yesterday 
like I had like 45 minutes spare time and I was like, yeah, I'm going to go do some work. Yeah. So I was like, I was like working on like my QuickBooks or like my website or yep. like some Facebook stuff. Yeah, you, just, like, you, you become so used to the, to the, what yeah. you're doing in the day in and day out that it's like, you know, it's not a bad thing. You just, you yeah. don't know what else to do. Yeah. It's, it's the things you do for work become the things you do also to unwind. And it's, right. you know, now do you have, you obviously have help at the brewery and everything, yep. but are you, the, you're not at the point yet where you can leave there and be like, this person's in charge and we're good. I'm, I'm pretty much there. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I have this conversation every once in a while. It's like, you know, I, I, I could probably walk away a little bit more than I, I do. Mm -hmm. But um, it's your baby. It's yeah, a, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I have great tasting room staff, and, and if I need to be somewhere else, I'm never worried about them. Sure. Um, uh, then uh, I have another brewer there, Shane, a uh, good friend of mine, and, and, you know, I fully trust him that he could run the brewery by himself, but having run the brewery by myself, I would never want to subject him to that. Yeah, I got you. Um, so that's my yeah. big concern about leaving that is like, it's, it's not fun to brew, like to do it by yourself. Um, you know, it, it is, but it isn't. It's like, you know, it's a lot easier when you have help doing all of it. And, mm. you know, I'd rather not subject someone else to it. Yeah. Right. So makes sense. That's yeah. actually a perfect lead into my next question is like, that's what, what I'm good for. Yeah. <laughs> Segway after segue. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what, uh, what kind of like challenges do you, um, I guess, have you experienced or like what kind of challenges are there in a business that you have several employees and people that are sort of relying on you and, and like, and, and, um, reverse, but you know, you're relying on people and they're relying <laughs> yeah, on you. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> you know, I, I do worry, you know, I, Payroll is one of those things that does, as far as that goes, that's one of the things that does worry me yeah. every once in a while. But, um, you know, I have, I have great staff and they're able to move, the, uh, like sell the product pretty well. And, and people do, you know, we're, we're doing as far as business wise, like we're getting a, a pretty solid amount of tra foot traffic. Yeah. So I never really worry about it in, in actuality, but sure. there's always that, like, you know, cash mm -hmm. flow is always, always daunting and scary. And, and yeah. every once in a while, like a big expense will come up and it's like, Oh God. Yeah. Like, Oh boy. Yeah. Can we do it? Um, yeah. And we, we always do. We've right. always, we've never really had a problem with it, but it's like, you know, there've been days where it's like, you know, we built a set of stairs in the back as a, as a means of egress to increase mm -hmm. our occupancy. Um, and that was, that was about 10 grand more than we expected. Wow. So like after paying that bill, it's just like, wow. okay, yeah, we're good. Right. <laughs> we're good. Like we can't like, you know, don't want to worry about that. Yeah. But, um, but hopefully the, in the long run, that'll bring more people in, yeah, which leads, yeah. you know, more money. And, yeah. It's just, there's a seasonality to the beer industry to a certain extent. So like, yeah. you know, we built it in the summer and people in, in Rhode Island tend to like go to the beach during the summer. So you don't see as much foot traffic. And so it's just like, we can handle this, right? We can handle this. <laughs> yeah, I guess um, like fortunately people showed up. So it was, it was yeah. a great, it was a great move, but it was just like in the back of my head is like, Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like that's funny. I guess like now that I think about it, like I feel like a lot of industries like summer is a hot time. Like for us, especially like summer tends to be really popular for us and, and winter sort seems to like die down. But I guess like that would almost be the opposite. Cause you're just saying like yep. summer, everybody goes to the beach. People want to winter drink. is popular. They're, yeah. You, you, you become more like you want to, you become a homebody when it's colder out. Like, yeah. You don't yeah, want to yeah. go any further than like 15 minutes. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the brewery, like, they have games there too, right? Like, it's not just yeah, a bar. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, 
You know, we, we're actually, I, I say this all the time, we are kid-friendly because if I'm allowed in a brewery, so are children. Um, <laughs> you know, they're, they're definitely a lot better behaved children than a lot of, a lot of the drunks I've seen. Um, so we, we, we do have games. We have uh, Uno. Um, we used to have Hungry Hungry Hippos. I think that we're out of oh, all the funny. marbles on that one. You know, it's more expensive to buy Hungry Hungry Hippo marbles than it is to buy the game. Just replace the game as yeah. a whole. <laughs> yeah. It's just cheaper to buy the whole thing. That's um, uh, we have Cornhole. We generally only set that up in the summer now. Uh, we used to have it set up indoors, but it's just it's become too crowded indoors to really, yeah. really run that during the week. It gets loud, too. It echoes. Well, actually, the, the, the way the acoustics are set up in our building, it, it really absorbs everything. It's, it's, it's just like this, except for without all the... You know, the paint, it's like, imagine if this was just still all its original bare bones uh, and that's, that's our space. Yeah. So that, all that wood really absorbs a lot of the sound. People are just getting hit with the bane bags. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody throwing it too far or something. That, that was a concern too. It's, it's happened. It only happened like twice. A kid taking a beanbag to the face maybe because they're so small. That definitely happened, but that was just because they ran in front of the person throwing the beanbag and it was another like 12 year old like throwing it at them. Dang kids. Yeah. Um, my next question. Uh, so we talked about employees, um, mm-hmm. some of the challenges of, of having employees and you relying on them and them relying on you. Um, I guess like what kind of advice do you have or any other or challenges that come up with having employees and, and advice to go along with it, maybe? I think, I think one of the things I've learned uh, the most, and I, this is something I learned from working for other people, mm-hmm. is that like, the best way to really kind of get people to, to be, the be their best selves is to let them make their own decisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, every boss I really ever had kind of, um, one, I had one at, who literally said, I, I give you enough rope to hang yourself. Um, and you know, it's, it's probably a much darker version than how I'd like to put it, but it's a good right. way to simply yeah. explain it. I get so, it. You know, you, you let them kind of make their decisions and, 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 and be themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately that amount of freedom will allow them to, to do, um, to grow yeah. themselves within the business, which will ultimately grow the business. Right. You know, um, cause nothing's going to be perfect. Even if you no. try to hold their hand the entire way, like that's, I mean, I, that's just, there's going to be like mistakes regardless. And you're wasting yeah. your time. Right. Yeah. By doing that. That's yeah. what I was just going to say. I'm a firm yeah. believer in that actually. Cause yeah. this, this photographer I was talking with today, actually, it's a funny story. She was like, Oh, you know, do you, do you want me to work with you the whole day? Or do you want me to do this? I'm like, look, like, the way I kind of work is like, I'm hiring you as a professional. Like you're not my assistant for the day. Like I trust you, like do your thing. Yeah. You know what to do. Like I'm trusting you, like go do yeah. your thing, get me some good images. And at the end of the day, if they're great, then good. I'm happy. Like, yeah. And then plus from your standpoint too, it's like, if you give this kid, um, you know, all the freedom, they feel more attached to your brand. I think like, right. cause they have their input going into the yeah. brand. Exactly. And, and you know, it's, it, it mostly just stems from the same thing. It's like, I, I saw it happen and I felt much uh, deeper connection with the business I was working for and, yeah. and felt involved in, in everything. So, you know, our uh, Jenny, who pretty much runs the tasting room, uh, she's the unofficially t- titled tasting room manager. Huh. Um, I don't know why I don't just call her the tasting room manager <laughs> at this point, but um, she runs the tasting room, uh, makes most of the executive decisions as yeah. far as that goes. She plans all the events awesome. and, and I, she just comes to me and is like, hey, hey, I had this idea. It's like, if you can do it, do it. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and then cool. our brewer, our other brewer, uh, Shane, 
Uh, we've been talking back and forth, and I was like, look, at any point, if you want to cr- uh, come up with a beer, we'll brew it. We'll find a spot in the schedule. Yeah. Um, and I feel like he was just a little bit hesitant about it for a number of reasons that we yeah. can't even get into. Sure. Um, and uh, finally, at some point, it was like, I was like, we could do it. He's like, all right. So we've since, we've since done two beers that he, um, one, he completely designed by himself. Cool. Um, he's extremely talented, so like, I don't even have to give him input. But, right. you know... Because it is my Your business, brewery. yeah, do, yeah. I do give a little, yeah, little. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he designed the first recipe entirely by himself, That's and cool. then we kind of talked about it a little more. It's like we could make this a whole series and and That's just have cool. fun with it. Yeah. So like the second one was a little bit more collab- collaborative in that effect. Yeah. Um, and he also gives tons of input and really pushes towards certain things. We picked up this uh, new hop variety called Strata because he he was like, you got to try it. So we tried a couple di- di- other beers with it, and it was like, this hop's awesome. Like, so we, we're releasing a couple different beers coming up with that hop in it. Absolutely love that. Um, you know, he also brought it, helped me bring in a couple other varieties because of it, uh, like just what he knows. Yeah. When you release a beer, um, I I say beer and beers the same exact way, like the animal and the drink, but uh, (laughs) sometimes we release bears too. (laughs) (laughs) People always yell at me for that. But like if, when you release a beer, Beer. <laughs> right, now, now, you're about, beer. now you're thinking, thinking about, about it. it. Just don't think about it. Uh, do you always go, all right, this is for this season or this is for this set time? Is Or is it always different depending on what's in it and what the ingredients are? The answer to that question is yes. Um, <laughs> that's because it, it is both. It's, um, you know, we do kind of plan some stuff around seasonality. Um, but for the most part, a lot of it, you know, we, we, we do produce a lot of IPAs and those don't really those don't have any impact yeah. this season. Like yeah. You can drink those gonna, anytime. Yeah. So we do, um, you know, when the IPAs come out, we don't really think so much about the holidays mm-hmm. uh, or the season or the temperature outside. Um, but what we do, and we also release our lagers year-round um, with no real sense of the seasonality. Yeah. Um, we, are, we are releasing our smoked Hellas in the early spring. So smoked Hellas is kind of... Um, it's, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's yeah. a smoked beer. It's, it's super light and refreshing, but that little smokiness really kind of lends itself hmm. to like the, the colder weather. Yeah. Okay. So we're releasing that towards the colder weather, and then we release our regular Hellas when it's warm out. Yeah. So we just kind of rotate through that. That's really the, the biggest thing as far as seasonality goes. And we brew a lot more stouts during the winter because yeah. stout season, um, I don't... You, Comforting beer. It's, it's, there's a time of year where people drink a ton of it, and then as soon as it gets warm out, They're nobody done. touches no it. One, yeah. 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 It's like like uh, a good friend of mine, their their family loves Guinness, but they drink Guinness from like November first to like, you know, whatever, like the yeah. first warm day. <laughs> it's it's the first the first cold day, there's a run on stout. Yeah. And the first warm day, nobody drinks a single stout. Yeah. It's like you know, it's it's a joke in the beer industry of like there's there everyone says every day it's always stout season. It's not always stout season. Uh, like the consumer really, really only drinks stouts yeah. when it's cold out, That's which funny. is fine, you know. Um, but planning for that is is something we definitely do. Like yeah. right now, we have a ton of different dark beers going. Yeah. Um, and then as soon as it's, you know, we're we're leaning more towards making more of the uh, fruited sours as it gets warmer out for the summer. Oh yeah, so, yeah. But sours are good too. Monica, Monica likes the sours. Like yeah. I feel like for a lot of people are like females that don't really like beer. 
it's a good way for it's them. a good gateway like yeah, once you kind of get exactly. into it i mean even even just for in general for people who don't like beer the sours tend to yeah. kind of lead people into it and get them in a little bit more comfortable with the concept of oh maybe i do like beer yeah you know, yeah yeah it's exactly. not like that harsh is the wrong word but like yeah you know like that just yeah. that taste to it kind of like ease like you're saying eases them into it mm-hmm a lot of them are sweet. Yeah, they call them sour, but like for me, like they, they taste like sweet because a lot of them yep. are like like raspberry or like like right. And that, that fruit really is like you yeah, know, what brings people in. Yeah. Speaking of the different beers that the <laughs> drinks that you make, <laughs> just don't. I'm all in my head. Don't know everything. All in my head. But uh, so I I was at a brewery. I won't mention names because we're Buttonwoods only now. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but you uh, could say who I probably know them. Well, at this uh, point. it was Long Trail up in Vermont. Okay, um, nice. So they had a CBD beer. Yep. And are they gonna? Are you guys going um, down that route at all, or do you kind of stay away from that? So I heard there was no alcohol in it. It was just oh, so it was like a oh wait that's interesting. It was a it was CBD only. There was no alcohol, no alcohol. content at all. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, so it's there's it's kind of weird, like the 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 way it works. So if there's no alcohol in it, that means it's essentially like you know like a seltzer, and that's that's a health. Uh, you have to register as a, a food producing facility, which changes what we are. Oh wow, um, we oh, are registered yeah. with the FDA, but because we produce alcohol, we're not heavily regulated by the FDA. They just want to make sure that we have best practices, yeah, yeah, which yeah. any brewery should be doing anyways. Um, so making seltzers and stuff like that becomes a little bit more complicated. Um, and then I believe the TTB, which is the uh, federal agency that regulates breweries, uh, put the kibosh on at using any cannabinoids. Um, so like mm. you can't do THC, you can't do CBD, mm. you can't do uh, anything. Uh, you can't mix them together. Yeah. Um, oh, I guess that's so. probably why that one didn't have any alcohol. Yeah. Well, no, the CBD doesn't have the, like, the psychoactive. Right. You right. don't feel anything. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I didn't know if like, but that makes perfect sense. Cause it's, it's who's such gonna... a gray area that we're just, right. you know, we try to stay out of those as much as possible. Yeah. Um, it's like put THC and you know, alcohol into it. It's like, it sounds like a horrible, you're going to be spinning around in no time. <laughs> I mean, I, people, people, um, you know, I've heard stories of homebrewers doing THC beers because weed and hops are our cousins as far yeah. as like the plant family goes. So you can literally replace hops with weed and, they do the same thing. Yeah. Um, the difference is THC, the THC and the, the weed gets you high. Yeah. Whereas yeah. The, like the hops well, yeah, don't have funny, that. Cause we did a, like we did a, a, yeah, we did a video. video for a brewery, uh, like a collab with a restaurant client of ours. And, um, one of the shots we have is like basically all these hops, like falling into a pile of hops. And I think somebody like commented or asked me one time, and they're like, yo, is that weed? I was like, no, it's hops. Yeah, like, it's just hops. It's a, it's a beer video. <laughs> yeah, I saw obviously. the bag. I was like, they got pounds of weed in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. So uh, one of our, provi- our uh, hop providers uh, dropped off like a little like thank you gift at the end of the year. And in it was a weed grinder with their logo on it. Huh. Um, and, and obviously it's not, it's, they're, they're giving it out because actually by grinding up the hot pellets, you get a better sense of the aroma and the flavor going oh, into it. Wow. But it's still a weed grinder. They literally branded, so rebranded a weed grinder as a, as a hop grinder. Yeah. Um, just well, they so, also call it spice grinders, too, so they can be right, right, right. <laughs> to get around. <laughs> I mean, it's got, like, the, the mesh screen on the bottom to, yeah. like, catch everything. So, like, yeah. it's more, it's, it's a weed grinder. <laughs> have, you used, have you used it and everything? It, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I use it to grind. I, I, uh, I use it every once in a while just to show people we have it. Um, That's cool. That's you know, funny. But um, it's, it's it was fun. funny. That, that same day, we actually learned that 
hops don't always a lot of times they come as the little like pellets yep. that we, we thought we were like oh where where are like your hops that look like plants they're like no the standard is like these little like pellets that yeah. look like um it's like chicken feet like uh, rabbit food yeah, yeah rabbit, rabbit food, food. Yeah. that's what it is yeah so yep. we were like super shocked we were like oh well do you have any for the for the video and they're like yeah yeah <laughs> but, yeah sorry. i mean honestly like any brewery i've ever been into that has whole cone hops they have it for marketing purposes only <laughs> are they more expensive no, actually, um, or the other one's just I don't easier to work know. with. I've never actually bought any. Uh, um, they're just uh, most <clears throat> modern brewing systems are just designed for the, uh, pellets. For the pellets because yeah. they're they fall out of suspension a little bit better. Yeah. They don't. Cl- we we use a lot of different pumps, and so using that, getting that vegetal matter into a, a pump that creates a vacuum yeah. is going to break that vacuum and break that pump. So um, don't need that. Yeah, and <laughs> so a lot of people just don't use whole cone hops anymore yeah. because. In fact, just the equipment is so much more expensive. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Because you know, it's yeah. it's just they, nobody makes it. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. What would you say are some of like maybe the challenges or like just maybe things in your business that you're working on like improving in the future, like or anything that you've developed really well that um, you know? I mean, I w- I would say you know I I think the thing as that I feel I, I, I always need to work a little bit more on. It's definitely the, the way we, we kind of work with the social media aspect of it. Um, you have you a great know, following on there. We, I, like, eight, I don't know. Eight or nine I have no idea followers. why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think we're, we're going to, we're last, I've been kind of monitoring cause we're almost at eight. Yeah. You know, I'm shooting for that 10,000 so I can do the swipe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get the brands. Um, but yeah, it's just like people just keep following us. And at the end of the day, I really, I, I don't feel like I know why, huh. um, you know, I'm working on content and trying to create it all the time, but I feel like that's kind of the hardest thing to really figure out. Like okay. there's no, like, everyone does it a little bit differently and everyone's message is a little bit different. So you have to kind of cater it to the business. Yeah, but there are definitely like days where I'm like, oh shit, I didn't post anything. Quick, here's a picture. All right, uh, f- like a five word thing, and, yeah. and that's it. And like, then the next day I'll I'll get the nice the DSLR yeah. out yeah. and stage a shot and write like a whole paragraph. So it's yeah. you know the consistency and the, the time management as far as doing stuff like that is always the toughest part. Yeah. So you run your own social media. You don't oh, have yeah. anyone doing it. No nope. social media marketing. 100% or, me. Oh, there you go. That's yeah. awesome. There's, there's the focus forward media and Buttonwoods collab right <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Creating some content. Yeah. <laughs> gotta do that. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of it is like, you know, I think the thing that's most stressful about all of it is, is, is everything for what, no matter how hard I try, everything is always the last minute. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, between, you know, I, I, I have a production schedule three months out. Um, I have a, a raw material schedule that's planned out month by month. Um, I have labels that are pretty much ready to go and still somehow like by the time the the labels show up the day, it's supposed to be, the beer's supposed to be released. And it's like, I ordered this like two weeks ago. How is it just showing up day of, you know, that should have arrived five days ago. Yeah. Um, so that's, that tends to, to kind of throw a bottleneck in, in that planning part. And yeah. It's stuff you can't plan for either. Right. You can't, it's but, like, right. no, there's, and there's also a ton of other things that I should be planning for. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's funny. Like that's something like we've kind of had conversations about recently is like, there's so many things you just can't plan for. Yeah. Like you can plan out your day hour by hour and have everything you want to do lined up. You're like, okay, this is what I'm going to do today. And you could walk in and 
something broke or like yep. something happened and your day just totally flipped and you just have to be able to like roll with the punches. Or you yep. get one email from a client and you're like, oh, well, yeah. there goes my now whole morning. Have, yeah. Now you have to like address <laughs> yeah. some issue or, you know, it's like, yep. it's such a, uh, like, there's a Lil Wayne lyric that I always like to like think back to and it's like, plan for the worst, but expect the best or like, like expect the best, but plan for the worst. Some, we do only New York rappers on this oh, podcast. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What did Biggie say? <laughs> um, but no, you're, you're more completely money, right. More money, more problems? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Well, it's so funny. Gary Vee made a quote. He goes, Biggie was right when he said, more money, more problems. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you can, you can plan for roses and, and sunshine, but you know. It's not always like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, as I like to say all the time, I can plan for anything as long as I know about it. <laughs> there you go. Because that, I mean, as soon as that's really is the biggest problem I run into is like, you know, I don't know if something's going to show up in time and right. I can't put, yeah, I'm stuck in this, yeah. this spot and it's like, all right. Well. And having a place where like you have people, not just employees, but you have employees and customers, like when you show up, there could be a, 25 50 different things that, that happened like yeah maybe you walked in somebody had a bad beer and they were super upset about it hopefully or, not right exactly <laughs> or like maybe an employee like said something rude or like maybe you know somebody tripped and fell and like right. that you know like there's a million different things that could happen and you could you know walk in being like all right i'm gonna brew this today and then you walk in and you're not brewing anything yeah. <laughs> it's just interesting happened was that two weeks ago yeah. Yeah. Two weeks ago, we I walked in and, and our, our chiller unit, which controls the temperature of all of our fermentation tanks, was not working. And Oof. so we were, so we were pack, supposed to package beer. It didn't cause any, we didn't lose any product, thankfully, okay. because everything was done fermenting. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's where all the heat comes from. So everything's like in a safe temperature zone. Yep. But it should have been, you know, we wanted things at 33 degrees Fahrenheit and it was at 47. And you need to package beer at, as cold as possible um, without like hitting freezing temperatures. Yeah. So, you know, we couldn't package that beer um, until we figured out what was wrong with the glycol chiller. And so Jeez. we, we no, like we, it took us probably, and then we ordered, we ordered a replacement part that got shipped. It showed up that Friday. So that my whole week just went down the drain that week. Damn. And you can't like, brew anything, right? I, yeah. I couldn't, wow. well, I couldn't, all the tanks were full. I couldn't empty yeah. anything. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. That's so I was just like, it was like, all right, well. Hey, there's your week off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, the, we're, there's always things to do. Trust right. me. Yeah. Like, right. you know, I, I, could, I could go through a, a plethora of things to do yeah. at the brewery and, and organize and throw stuff out. And, yeah. you know, the office is a mess and has been for three years now so funny like we were just saying the other day we joked like we need to like organize our gear closet and mike was like 2020 the year the gear closet gets organized <laughs> even though that was supposed to be 2019 <laughs> yeah uh, i got one last question for you yeah um so we talked to uh the nitro bar people yep and they were telling us a story how uh back in the day they were making some type of new like blend or something but something happened where uh sam the owner he like opened up the vet and like tipped over and it all like spilled out. Yeah. Do you yeah. have any like startup stories that are kind of like funny that weren't funny in the moment, but now you're, you can look back at them and kind of yeah. laugh. Oh, yeah. He said he spilled like gallons and gallons of nitro like everywhere. Yeah. yeah. The, the cold brew. Yeah. I've been trying. So I, I know them pretty well and we've, we've been talking back and forth about updating the equipment and, yeah. and it's always like, yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. You know, like you guys in the, in the gear closet. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. We'll do it next year. We're going <laughs> to yeah. do it next year. You know, there's nothing wrong with their equipment, but it's like I, I 
you know, brewing nitro and beer, there's enough similarities. It's like, if we did this, you would, it would a big upfront cost, but it would yeah. increase your production capacity. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, God, what a embarrassing or funny stories. And then they had another one where they, this was when they were first starting. They, they made their, one of their first like test batches of nitro was four times stronger than it should have been. So like they had like a, a party for a bunch of friends and stuff that all tried it. And they said it was like four o'clock in the afternoon and everybody tried it. And there were people hitting them up at like midnight, one o'clock. They're like, I can't sleep. This shit is amazing. <laughs> and they're like, okay, I think we need to tone it down a little. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's still pretty potent. Yeah. Um, God. All right. So. I feel like, you know, I've been pretty fortunate. Oh, yeah, I got one. There it is. There we go. I saw that click. Yeah, I saw it too. <laughs> um, it, was, it was pretty early on after I, uh, uh, I gotten Shane in on, on board to help uh, with the production stuff. Yeah. And uh, we're just going, we're, we're uh, at the end of the brew, we use a pump to uh, transfer through a Hedex and into the, the fermentation tank. Yeah. Um, and so we packed the heat exchanger full of sanitizer. So just to make sure it's a clean, um, aseptic environment so nothing can grow, no bacteria that sure. could cause the beer to spoil. So we have to dump that, that sanitizer out before it goes in the tank. Um, and I just, I'm pumping it through. I go to take, uh, check the sugar content on the beer because that tells you how much the alcohol, how much alcohol will come out okay. roughly. Um, and then I just, you know, I'm like right, just sitting there about maybe 20 minutes later, I'm like, Shit, that valve's still open. It's the beer is just draining down the drain. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't even. I don't remember what beer it was, but it was like you know, it was a beer that we're like, all right, well, it, we're gonna do like a small amount and just see how like people receive it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it was. They didn't it was receive it. What it was supposed oh, to be. Oh man, smaller amount now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I That's think I, I sent like a uh, uh, thirty-one gallons down the drain, wow. roughly. <laughs> <laughs> It's that's like, you know, when we, when you make a hundred, hundred gallons at a time, that's a lot. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. Like, Son of a bitch. Yeah. That's but you won't make that mistake again though. Yeah. Right? No, 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 definitely not. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. funny. Um, all right. My last question is just like any exciting plans for the future? Any sort of announcements that are coming? Um, Anything cool? uh, the biggest plan for the future is that we're, uh, we're increasing our distribution pattern. So for the first two years, we really, We've, we barely sent anything out to like bars and restaurants. Okay. Um, and what we're, I just kind of realized that at this point there's no reason to do it. Yeah. Um, we should, we're, we were operating at 70 to 80% capacity. So now, uh, the going into 2020, we decided to just kind of ramp up productions, put as much out into the market and, and see how they respond to it. And it's definitely a good way to like get your name out there more. Cause there's plenty of people who just like go out to eat that might not see yeah. the brewery or might not make it there that now they see it at a bar oh, yeah. or a restaurant and I mean, like, Oh shoot, that was good. That's, a, that's try the it hardest part about any business is like, how yeah. do you get your name out there? And yeah. unfortunately with, with alcohol, it's like you go to a bar or restaurant. If you're there on tap, someone would be like, Oh, what's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, either, they'll probably try it. Like great example is, um, on the other side where the brewery is located pretty much on top of 95, yeah. there's a huge neighborhood on the other side of 95, yeah. like easily, you know, 400 houses. I get a, I get one person every week that comes in. 
oh, I live across the street. I live across 95. How long have you been here? How did I not know about this? Like, <laughs> no way. you live across the street. <laughs> you gotta get yourself a big sign on the yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right yeah. over the highway. Big neon, like, yeah. come check it out. Cold beer. Beer, this way. <laughs> People will be flocking. But yeah, I mean, it's it's the hardest part about any, any business, especially yeah. it's like, how do you get your name out there? And, yeah. you know, we have that, we have that tool. So why not use it to the, mm. to the fullest? So that's, that's our big plan for 2020 Very to well. kind of push out more beer and, and see, uh, see where our saturation point is and yeah. see how much, how much people actually want what we're making. Right. So coming to a tap near you. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it'd be cool to watch you guys grow. Yeah. See what you can do. Yeah. That's so cool. I'm, I'm pretty pumped on that. It's going to be a Sweet. lot more work, but yeah. I'm, uh, should be fun. Cool. I get to brew a lot more. So. More, yeah. more money, more problems. Yeah, yep. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Cool. Do you got any other ones? I'm yeah, good. No, that was it. That was good. I Sweet. learned a lot today. Yeah. Another, another <laughs> lesson. I feel like I'm back in school. I, I get that a lot. <laughs> I mean, That's it's just cool. so interesting. Like everyone drinks, but nobody knows the science right. behind it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I think the first time I like brewed a beer is like, wow, this is like, like the, the concept of making my own beer was so foreign. I was like, it's, it must be this highly mechanized process done in a factory, like no hands involved. Right. Yeah. No, they've been making beer for thousands of years. Like, yeah. you know, 3000 years ago, the first beer was ever brewed and it's because they left a, a basket of grain out in the rain. That's so funny. Literally. They just left grain out. But then someone decided to drink that. Yeah. So that which is even, also, you know, the odds, every, the odds just keep getting smaller and smaller. It's like, <laughs> why were you drinking that in the first place? <laughs> That's so true. Oh wait, I got one. The biggest, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of answer it, but the biggest <laughs> misconception about a brewery owner is that you're a beer snob. I mean, I would say that's probably not far from the truth. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I, I'll, I, you know, I love a good Budweiser every once in a while yeah. and I like, you know, I don't, I'll drink anything that's put in front of me, but yeah. you know, I it definitely, you have um, a taste, yes. you have a taste for the yes. better beer. Yeah. No, definitely. But I just remember like when you walked in, I was like, I apologize. I was like, we have Bud Light and Coors Light. You're like, don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I, I, I love a good, like cheap macro lager yeah. or, or uh, like I said, I'll drink anything put yeah. in front of me. Um, <laughs> but you know, sometimes like when, when I, something new is put in front of me, I'll sit there and like, Oh, I can really taste this or I can, it, it tastes, uh, tastes a little old. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, I become like this little, <laughs> you know, I'm kind of obnoxious about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. But like, that's the Sorry. first 30 seconds and after that, I was like, all right. But that's up. like us watching a video. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You're judging <laughs> it from <laughs> that standpoint yep. of, like, of yeah. a creative. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know, I, I try to, to always take a negative comment and a positive comment so it's all neutral. There you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. what's, what's good about it, what's bad about it. Yeah. Hopefully there's no bad. <laughs> Constructive criticism. Yes. That's right. <laughs> cool. Well, Morgan, appreciate you coming in. Yeah, I guess. This was Thank fun. You. I can't Had wait to try all that out. beer. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Gotta hit the brewery. <laughs> yeah. right. Helps with hangovers, I heard. Yeah, the only way to beat them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can check them out on Instagram. Oh, you should name a beer that the hangover cure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think very I much like a, it's an, an oxymoron. oxymoron. Like salesman kind of <laughs> some, like, adver- you'd have, That's some like false advertising. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Instagram is at Buttonwoods Craft Brewing. Yes. Actually, I have no idea. I think so. Buttonwoods <laughs> Craft your, Brewery. You, Just search them on Instagram. You've You'll looked find at them. it more recently than I have, if That's I'm true. being honest. I have um, uh, Yeah, it is Buttonwoods Craft Brewing. Yep. Uh, we're on the Facebooks at Buttonwoods Brewery. Yep. Um, Website is buttonwoodsbrewery.com. buttonwoods-brewery.com. Yep. Uh, we do have a Twitter, uh, but I haven't looked at it in two years. So okay. 
Might not be anything yeah, there. Yeah, don't look. <laughs> don't look at Twitter. <laughs> and what's the address of the? Brewery? Oh yeah, what's the address? Oh, it's uh, five thirty Wellington Avenue. Uh, it's Cranston. Um, oh. Just look for the the tree. There's a bunch of tree signs all over oh. um, that kind of point towards it. It's always hard to find because it's in a very big mill building. Okay. Um, it's plenty of parking front and back. Cool. All that fun stuff. Go cool. check it out. Have a beer. Yeah. Say hello to Morgan. Uh, I'll probably be there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, guys. As always, hit us up on Instagram at Up in Your Biz Pod. If you got any questions, you can hit us up there. Um, tag us on your Instagram. Say hello. Pass along to your friends and family. And uh, stay tuned for the next episode. Someone's singing. Someone's singing downstairs. <laughs> yeah. there's, your, there's your outro. Yeah. <laughs>